Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Jameer, and I'm here with Dorothy. This is a, the podcast, Heavenly Places. I'm your host. Um, I was away for a couple of, of weeks uh, in Philadelphia and Virginia uh, for my family reunion, and that's why I wasn't. That's why I wasn't available. That's why I wasn't. That's why I wasn't available uh, these past couple of weekends. Uh, I am. I am uh, back here now, um, ready to uh, continue with the podcast. Actually, I'm gonna do a new teaching, but before that, I would like to open up in prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your blessings. I pray, Father, that you will have your way, God. Um, move in a mighty way, Father. Bless the people. Bless your listeners, Father Lord. Bless us, Father. Guide us and direct us, Father. Help us to do your will, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so this evening I want to talk about uh, surrendering to God or surrendering to the will, surrendering to Jesus, to what he has for your life. And not really as far as um, for what he wants you to do, but what, but because about actually um, is a I'm not going to try to sing it because I'm not a very blessed to sing that way, but it's I surrender all to Jesus and I actually know how to play the tab version on the guitar, but that's like one of my favorite songs of it's it's a common phrase that we hear all the time and um so what does it mean exactly? Uh surrender, when you look at the word surrender, it's not a word that is often associated with positive actions. You know, um like when you hear somebody telling them like surrendering you need to surrender in, in the name of the law, it usually means what? That someone is uh in trouble or like when uh, someone is uh I guess fighting in a war, you people like they surrender, you know, they're waving up the white flag like they are giving up like in a battle, you know. Um, so in a sense, surrender is kind of almost um, not really associated with uh, positive actions. But um, in a way, it is positive, but when we think about it as a uh, in worldly terms, you know, it is uh, generally not positive because nobody wants to nobody wants to surrender to their will or to their ego or whatever it is. You know, they want like they have a saying that says uh, it's my way or the highway and all these kind of things that are similar to that. And that does not involve surrendering. <laughs> you know, that's actually the opposite of surrendering. Um, so surrender to God if I do that, you know, what are we giving up? If we surrender to God, what are we giving up? Does it mean, as it does for the enemy in a battle, to give up on victory in our lives? Is God holding a gun to our heads and forcing us to give him everything, to give him everything we have, like a bandit, or a mugger might do. You know, so imagine like someone holding a gun to your head and saying, Okay, give give me everything. Now. I want it now, you know. Um 
to be sure that there are those who are willing to betray God in that way, um, especially where self-gain is involved. But when we come to know the true character and nature of God, we quickly discover how false that image is. So we have like a, a false sense if you think of a surrendering as if God is coming at you with a gun and like a bandit trying to rob you with your hands up, like come out with your hands up. No, 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 no. That is a false image of what surrendering to God is. Surrendering means to yield ownership to relinquish control over what is considered ours, our property, our time, our rights. <clears throat> when we surrender to God, we are simply we are simply acknowledging that what we own actually belongs to him. He is the giver of all good things. We are responsible to care for what God has given us. As stewards of his property, but by surrendering to God, we admit that he is ultimately in control of everything, including our present circumstances. Surrendering to God helps us to let go of whatever has been holding us back from God, excuse me, from whatever has been holding us back from God's best for our lives. By surrendering to God, we let go of whatever has kept us from wanting God's way first. Okay. So basically what what I'm trying to say is that uh when we surrender our time, when we surrender our possessions, things that we uh that we highly value and we when we give those things to God, when we when we let them go, guess what? God is actually placing us, and we are actually placing ourselves in a position where we can surrender and receive God's best. You know, instead of kind of holding on to things. You know, um, sometimes it's even. As we were, uh, or as me, and probably you too, when you were a youth, there are things you wanted to hold on to. Like maybe there were some clothes that you can no longer fit, you know, but you you liked them so much, you know, and your parents, they had something better for you. They wanted to get you something new, but you like to hold on to things. And sometimes uh, when we were grown, we like to hold on to things that we no longer need, that we no longer want. And sometimes these things, especially when you think about our Father God, some of these things are things that uh, can be very, very, very important to us, you know, very, very, very important as far as material things, cars, boats, houses, friends, things that we have to give up. But we must remember that we want to put God's way first. Now, surrender to God. Um when we look at, at the Bible, actually, especially specifically in the beginning, we have God who placed Father God, our Heavenly Father placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and he gave them everything they needed. All that was good to eat was available and attainable for them. All that is, except we know what it is, y'all remember, okay, everybody remembers this, even the people who uh, 
do not really read the Bible, they know this one because it's very common, very common scripture. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, okay? Um, so they wasn't, God said, hey, don't mess with that one, all right? But all the other things you can have except this one, one thing. And then we have, guess who comes up? We know the serpent, the one that we now recognize as Satan. He was, he's a deceiver. He's very sly. He's very cunning in all his ways. And the serpent's first move was to question the word of God when he suggested to Eve, did God really say that you couldn't eat from that tree? And as we all know, suggestion that that forbidden fruit may not be forbidden after all <clears throat> and is actually available for, for you guys to eat, you know. This is basically what uh, the, the serpent was saying. Um, now, what if Adam and Eve had been wise enough to see the deception? What if they had recognized the choice that was being put before them Rather than doubting Father God's word, they had chosen instead of obeying God, you know, they chose to be disobedient. What if they had realized that God, what if they had realized God was to be obeyed, even if his command didn't seem to make perfect sense to them? And that's what happens to us sometimes because we, we, we start reasoning and with man's reasons, but we have to remember that God's ways are not our ways. So sometimes God do, does things in Scripture, and we, as men, we can't understand it, but we think we're grown. It's almost like uh, when I was uh, going on the trip this weekend, we were driving a 16-hour road trip, and my niece, she was with me, and she's about eight or nine years old. And then we had only been on a road trip for two hours, and we were going to Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, from where we're at, Missouri is like a 17-hour drive. So I already knew it was going to be a long drive. But she And I told her, too, before we got there, it was going to be a long drive. But we were two hours on the drive. We had made a stop. And then she said, are we in Philadelphia yet? And it was only two hours. And I said, no, it's going to be. And she was like, well, how long is it going to be? And I said, well, we're not going to be there until the sun goes down and then the sun comes up the next morning trying to make it for her to understand, but she still didn't understand it because her, her mind, and sometimes that's how, how we are when God does things. We, even though we might understand the scripture and all these kind of things, some things we can't understand or they don't make perfect sense to us because we are human and we are not Father God. We are not God. So anyway, to get back to this, uh, this scripture um, where the serpent said, but God did not say to Adam and Eve, you can't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and either. Rather, it says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat it, you shall surely die. Adam and Eve were given a choice to surrender to God when he said you shall not as opposed to you cannot the fruit of this tree is not something <clears throat> excuse me it's not something we're likely to find in a, a produce section of the marketplace so you know some people like you know they like to say it's an apple which I didn't 
I, I want to say that it's not an apple, but I wasn't there, <laughs> you know. So that's that's what that's. I'll just stop at that right there. But rather to represent, excuse me. But rather it represented the alternative God offered. So that's what this this uh, fruit kind of symbolized. Whatever it was on a tree. Should Adam and Eve trust and obey him for a greater reward down the road, or should they give in to the momentary desires of their heart? Had they chose to surrender the longings of their heart to God, it's possible that we may all be living eternally on our perfect earth right here and now. So a lot of people, uh, biblical scholars, they believe that uh, if Adam and Eve had not eaten the fruit, guess what? that all that stuff would not happen and then we would be living peacefully on earth. But who's to say is what, what year are we in 2019 right now? I just use myself as an example. I'm walking through the garden and eat everything's going fine. Then the serpent come to me and say, Jameer, that could have been me, you know, that maybe I'm glad it's maybe Adam instead of me. You know, we don't, we don't never know with when it comes and things like that. But tragically Adam and Eve, did not choose that path. And I'm sure Adam and Eve, they both, uh, when they did that, they regretted it because they seen the consequences that they called on their children. And I believe they even see it today, you know, but it's, it's a choice that we as individuals, we continually make, you know, so we can't put all the blame on Adam, even though that was the, the origin of perception of it, but we can't put all of it on him. We have to blame ourselves too. Um, and because of that, this is the first act of disobedience. Our hearts have become more and more profane to selfishness with each generation. Um, and we can look at the evidence as it is in uh, Genesis, from Genesis chapter 4, when Cain, he was uh, actually, what, what did he do? He murdered his own brother, you know. <clears throat> Before uh, we decide to of course, we as well talk blame every problem on Adam and Eve. You know, it's important to consider that we are all given the same choice, choices they were given, and sense. You know, at a different level, that we all have the choice. You know, it's just that they were the first ones to blow it. You know, so sometimes you have when when you're when you're growing up and then you want to do something, but then your older brother and sister they they had something they were able to do it. But then they messed up, and then now everyone under them, they can't do it because the person before them had already messed messed it up for everybody. <laughs> you know, so sometimes that happens in certain families and situations. But then we are left faced with our own decisions and circumstances where uh, we, too, have choices to surrender. So we just can cannot blame Adam and Eve because they did not surrender. I mean, of course, eventually, I believe they returned back to the Father, you know, they they repented for what they had done. Um, so what is the point of surrender? So what is the point of surrender to God? If we already blown it so badly, what's the point of just choosing God's way now? After all, the Bible tells us that the world we live in, what? We have the lost and they're perishing. This is where... <clears throat> This is where the good news comes in because we know about the good news. Some people call it the, the too good to be. I can't pronounce it right. I'm sorry. 
the too good to be true news or something like that as it's translated in the King James Version. Um, because we know that our Father God, he loves his creation, and he hasn't cast us from paradise forever. He continues to give us a choice. The world around us may be suffering the results of sin, but each person, you, I, and everyone we encounter still have the opportunity to choose to obey God as long as we have breath we have that choice. <clears throat> so when we look at back at the moment of the story of Adam and Eve, if they had surrendered to God rather than listening to the serpent um, and their own desires, it's possible that our world will not be suffering the consequences, you know. But now that causes us to focus on us you know, what is that we're desiring today, you know, as far as our own surrendering to God? Do you think that the voice deep down inside you um, could be God giving you the same choice that he gave Adam and Eve? God loved you so much that he was willing. He willingly took, he willingly took on human flesh and a person of Jesus Christ to choose obedience and surrender to him. As our living example, Christ, what did he do? He first surrendered his divinity in order to give us in order to give us a flesh and blood God who we can relate to. We know about this from John chapter three. And then he surrendered his right to be God when the devil tempted him in Matthew chapter 4, and finally he surrendered his right to life that he took upon his flesh, his perfect sinless body, all the penalty for every human refusing to yield because of him. All you and I need to do today is to place our faith in him and obey him, excuse me, and obey the word of God. Okay, so we have the an imperfect example of Adam and Eve and what they did. And then we have the second Adam who, uh, Yeshua, Yeshua, Jesus, uh, Yahshua, um, he came. And as recorded in John chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 4, he surrendered and yielded. He gave up his position and came down here to the earth, put on, put on his human suit, his earth suit, as some people call it. And he walked with us to show us that uh hey that you can you can live this life to be an example to us that not only did that we can live but also die because in Philippians it says uh Paul writes that I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And that's a choice that we make. You know, we we as believers we we suffer anyway because we just because we're being associated with Christ. But then there are things that we're going to have to surrender and give up that the world might do. You know, when we would, when I can use an example, when I was growing up in uh, the neighborhoods of Philadelphia and Kansas City, my father, he would not let us hang out with other kids. We had to stay in the porches no matter where we were at. We couldn't even go down the block, you know, because it was so many things that was going on. People were getting killed, shot, beat up, 
all these times they get into fights, joining gangs. My father, he didn't want us to uh, be a part of that. So it was, and since we couldn't do the same things that the people around us in the world was doing, it, it was, it hurt. It hurt us, you know, but really, even though it was hurting us, even though we would surrender and that aspect of it, but actually it was saving us from a lot of the troubles and hardships and things like that to some of those other kids. I'm not saying all of them that was out there were being in bad, bad and being in gangs because there was a lot of good kids out there too, but some of them, they get, get caught up in a life of crime or drugs or maybe they didn't get caught up, but they got hurt in some way. And we, my brothers and sisters, we, because of that temporary sacrifice of pain, we was able to avoid a lot of those things, even though it seemed like we were suffering at the time. But really, we wasn't suffering. We just wasn't able to, to participate like they were. But we're, we're, we are blessed. We was blessed and we, we survived. No, no bullet holes and all those kind of things within us, you know. So sometimes that that's what happens that to us as believers. Um, in Christ, when we when we surrender, there are certain activities, certain things we cannot do and participate in. That our Father says because it's for our protection. All right. So He didn't want Adam and Eve to eat from the knowledge of the tree, and Eve because it was for their protection. Even though they did it, they got off the spiritual porch. <laughs> You know, when they did that, now we're, we're facing with the consequences today. But it says, Scripture says, all things work together for good for those who serve the Lord. So we can see now that everything that could possibly go wrong from just one choice. We have world wars, we have famines, we have incurable diseases, we have autoimmune diseases, we have demons doing whatever they want to do, or just about, well, itself. Of course, our Holy Spirit is holding a lot of them back. But everything that can go wrong in this world, we see everything, this chaos breaking out through all sections and corners of the world. And all of that was a result of Adam and Eve not surrendering, you know. But all those situations that are going on is also not just on Adam and Eve, but it's on our fathers, our, our mothers, our forefathers, aunts, uncles, but it's on us too, <laughs> You know, it's on us, too, because we have a choice to surrender, um, have a choice to surrender how, how we vote um, for our president, for our government, all these types of things, how we support our military, and not not just um, things that are national and uh, national, but things within our very own community. You know, a lot of times we don't like to focus on the president, the vice president, which is very important. But we also need to focus on like the, the schools, the schools and the school districts that are in our local communities. The school, because there's a lot of things going on with the school board, a lot of things going on with the clubs, the little the communities around the corner that we can be focused on. You know, so these are all ways and choices. You know, we don't we don't probably necessarily see but ways that we can surrender, like instead of maybe watching a few extra programs, you know, maybe you could you could surrender like a couple like maybe a month ago with some, some kids I I stopped to talk to. They was out there on the corner selling lemonade, you know, and I've seen them in the neighborhood I live in it's not it's a small little area that I am, but it's like kinda of like the rougher part of that 
town, and I've seen these young men and women and women out there, these girls, man, they're they're probably like maybe like eleven or and under between that age range, out there selling um, lemonade, and I suppose that is uh, something positive. You know, I could have kept on driving and going up, going down the street. And this is like a small example I'm giving you. But I could have kept on driving, you know, I could have went to like the local quick trick break time or wild wild whatever store you have around you and got me eliminated from there. They probably would would have tasted a little bit better. But these people that I've helped in the community, not only was able to give them some money, but I was able also to talk with them, you know, find out what was going on in their lives. So those are different ways that we can surrender to our Father God to his will because a lot of times we think it's uh Surrender and involves going to like a four, one of those four um, four wall buildings on the corner that they call it a church. I'm not saying don't go to church because you can surrender to God and there are many, many ministries going on throughout the church. But don't be like the, um, remember the story of the Good Samaritan? But then the priest and all of them kept on walking when the person was beat out on the side of the street. They just kept on walking because they had to get get to their service or get to their worship. Don't be like that, you know, and I'm I'm talking to myself, too, because it's it's so easy to drive past or walk past someone because you're so focused on whatever that is. You can you can surrender. You can surrender to people. Um, There's one more scripture I want to share with you um, about surrendering. Well, let, let me uh, end up end with this. So, surrendering to God and obeying His commands for your life um, is basically a daily, daily choice. Um, and this is how we get victory when we surrender and yield to our Father God. And a lot of times we always look at the big surrendering. But um, I believe when we go before our Father in heaven and he's doing those, those reviews, those likely reviews or whatever, and when we're being judged, those are the things that our Father truly values. Helping, helping um, an old lady, older lady or, or older gentleman walk across the street or open and up the door for someone or letting someone go before you in front of the grocery line. You know, you got to all these groceries, and they might just only have one or two, you know, or holding a door open for someone. Those, so many of those small little things are surrendered, but those little things add up because when you have something big come up, and then it, it'll be easier to surrender and yield to the Father's will in that way also. So I, I want you to, I guess the main thing I want you to get out of this surrender and, is think about the little things that you face in life, but it, or not even really face, but things that, that happen daily that, that are that are part of your routine. Look for ways that you can surrender to Father God in those areas. Don't always focus and look at the big things, you know, like, oh, I'm going on a mission trip to the Philippines or to Haiti, which are very, very good. You know, I, I support ministries in the Philippines and the Haiti. They do things. I, I'm, I'm not able presently right now to go over there, but they're doing many powerful things in the Philippines. I, I know a pastor there. He's doing many crusades. 
over there, and he's witnessing winning many, many Muslims that you, you'd be surprised you didn't know a lot of Filipino people, they're either very Catholic or a lot of them are also Muslims, but they're going to those remote areas and they're going witnessing over there and having all these great revivals and all these people are coming to know Christ over there. And then in Haiti, they have a lot of the uh, voodoo going on and they're doing a lot of witnessing and winning there. And those things are ways that we can surrender too, but there are ways that we can do it daily. And we, if we do it daily, if we do it repetitively, then when those bigger things come up, and not just mission work, but just yielding to the Father while watching television shows and things like that, it's easier to surrender, even though it's still, I'm not saying it's not going to hurt, or you're still not going to want to do some of those things. But if you surrender to him on just a basic level, then I believe Father God, he will bless you in a mighty, mighty way. Um, uh, Dorothy, did you have anything that you wanted to say or add to that? It, it is a daily thing, um, a daily choice we have to make, you know, which way to go. And if you let him lead you, it it makes a life a lot easier if you surrender to his will because he can see in the future, and you can't. So exactly, yes, <laughs> yes. And you, ne- I mean, I, you never, never really know who you're helping out, and they, and you should not try to help people out because you think, oh, this person might got a million dollars, or this person can help me out, or this person might be an angel. You never know who you're, you're encounter because even scripture says that sometimes you might be helping out an angel. It might be that. I mean, everything, of course, I believe is, is like some type of test that our Father has given us, you know. But, yeah, you might be actually helping out a ministering angel that day. It could be actually you might be helping out your own guardian angel. Like, oh, man, he's helped me out. I don't help him out all this time. Now I get a chance for him to help me out. So I don't know if that ever happens. It might happen. I'm just throwing that, that out there as an example. So, yeah, um, and I would I would say in our current uh culture, for lack of a better term, um, we need to learn to lean to his understanding and leading because I just read a story about um, somebody offering someone who was begging money on the street, what do they call them, panhandlers? Yes. Offered him a job working in his yard for $15 an hour, which is pretty good, you know. The guy got mad at him and tried to beat him up. So, you know. Yeah, you got you to gotta, they have wisdom because just like you, you cannot, because some of those people that's on the streets, yeah, they just want to take the money and they want to buy them something to drink or something to smoke, which you don't want to, you don't want to do that. You like one, one thing with that one, I was, I was rather like if you can, if you have time, this is just like my, the Holy Spirit, Father God, he will lead you, but my, my suggestion for that one is like if you if you have enough time, if you can go and buy that person some food, and, and it could be a password and just give them that, you know, or something. So it's because yeah, that's one buy. angle. Yeah, but and like also can, ev- evidently these panhandlers can be making more money than you make. So. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, I've seen one story they did 
before too what was on the news. It was some time ago, maybe over ten years ago. But that's all this guy was doing and he had a car and everything. So it was and he that's all he did. So which is very, very bad and unfortunate because they get the people who really need it. And then even now they have like something that happened I think this was two years ago. They had that GoFundMe account where they was raising up money for this veteran. Right. And I believe he really was a veteran, but really they found out that the people who was raising it, they took all the money, and it was all like some big scam or scheme. And they went on these, all these trips and bought all these curses and all this kind of stuff. And all these people then gave their, their money to this thing where they could have been helping someone else out. And it's like basically they just got ripped off and they got robbed. So it's we got it like yeah, yeah, that's very important, Dorothy, that we be led by the spirit all the time because it's so easy. You know, America's they're one of the most fighting countries out of all people. We have wars going on, people but America out of all the countries, I mean I'm not sure about any other country but outside the guy has blessed us a whole lot and we're one of the most forgiving people, even though there's not a lot of good people here, but there is also a lot of good people here. They get to so many things, you know, so it's easy. People give them, they just feel like they want to help people out. So it's very important to practice discernment with giving because giving is a way of surrendering, you know, giving your money and time and all those types of things. So that's very important. Absolutely. Yeah, always pray before you give. Always pray and ask for direction. It's so easy to be misled by your emotions. So easy. But. Well. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'll close out in prayer. And I will be here next Thursday. I haven't picked up the topic yet. But I have three in mind. And I'm just, I'll decide tomorrow which one is going to be. And I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, so you can get the, the, the uh, information out. Um, okay. But I'll I'll go ahead and call the prayer. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, um, listening. Uh, Father, we thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promise, Father. Teach us to surrender towards you, Father. Strengthen us, the people in their bodies, oh, Father. Strengthen them in their minds. Strengthen them in their souls. Strengthen them in their relationships, in their careers, Father Lord, in their finances. And give them wisdom, Father, on how to surrender and yield to you, Father Lord, daily. And we thank you, Father, for your many blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Jameer. And thank you for having me. Thank you. And and uh, everyone have a blessed, blessed week. You have a blessed week also. Yeah, you have a blessed evening. Jameer, and I'll bid you good night and good night to everyone. Father, bless you all in every way imaginable. Yes, amen. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, Jameer. Good night.